The Man Who Killed Halloween Halloween is a time of festivities, spooky decorations, horror movies, pumpkin carving, and a favorite activity of many kids, trick-or-treating. A custom with centuries-old origins that has only increased in popularity, every year millions of people in multiple countries give out and receive candy around Halloween. Most of this is done in good fun, as neighborhoods and communities spread cheer and candy to children dressed in a multitude of costumes. When dealing with food given to children by strangers, however, there's always going to be an element of fear involved for some. The concept of poisoned Halloween candy goes back a number of decades, and as time went on, this fear has grown in prominence, with alternative trick or treating events being created by communities, and various medical facilities offering free x-ray scans of Halloween candy to look for poison and razor blades. In 1959, in Fremont, California, a dentist named William Shine was charged with unlawfully dispensing a drug and endangering the lives of children after handing out candy-coated laxatives to trick-or-treaters. In 1964, a woman in Long Island, New York, was annoyed with teenagers going around trick-or-treating, believing them to be too old for the custom. Instead of candy, she handed them packages containing dog biscuits, steel wool pads, and most notably, poisonous ant traps. Although she remarked when she handed them out that it was a joke and no one was actually harmed, she was still arrested for endangering children. In 1970, in Detroit, Michigan, a five-year-old boy named Kevin Totson slipped into a coma and died after ingesting heroin that his family said was in his Halloween candy. It was later determined that the boy had actually found his uncle's heroin stash and ate it, with the family lying to protect the uncle. Other cases in 1978, 1990, and 2001 involved children dying after supposedly eating tainted Halloween candy, but after the investigations, the candy was ruled out as the cause of death. There is one case, however, in 1974, in which a young boy did die from eating deliberately poisoned Halloween candy. The perpetrator of this crime became known as the Candy Man, or the Man who killed Halloween. On October 31, 1974, in Deer Park, Texas, the O'Brien family was settling in after a night of trick-or-treating. Timothy, eight years old, and Elizabeth, five, had gone out with their father, Ronald, and some friends to gather candy from the neighborhood of Pasadena, and just before bed, Timothy ate a sugary pixie stick. He immediately complained of its bitter taste, and soon mentioned that his stomach hurt. Timothy ran to the bathroom where he began vomiting and convulsing. His father held him as he vomited before he went limp in his arms. Timothy died on the way to the hospital, less than an hour after consuming the candy. News of Timothy's sudden death shocked the small community, and many parents in the neighborhood returned candy their children got from trick-or-treating to the police. When the police had an autopsy performed on Timothy's body, they found that the pixie stick had been laced with potassium cyanide, enough to kill two grown adults. Four other children had received the tainted pixie sticks, including Elizabeth O'Brien, but none of the others had consumed theirs. 
One boy was found asleep in his bed holding the unopened pixie stick and said that he couldn't undo the staple that was keeping it shut. The other four pixie sticks contain enough cyanide to kill three or four adults. The O'Briens received an outpouring of sympathy from the community and from people around the nation. The police began investigating the tainted candy, as with a small community, it shouldn't be too hard to determine which house the kids stopped at. Since four of the five kids had been together, they discovered that the kids had gotten the pixie stick from Ronald O'Brien. While they were trick-or-treating, they had stopped at a house that didn't answer the door. While the others went on, Ronald stayed at the doorstep and caught up with the group, handing the kids the pixie stick and commenting on the rich neighbors. When the police asked Ronald which house he had gotten the candy from, he said that he couldn't remember. The police found this a tad suspicious, as the group had only apparently gone down two streets on account of the rain. They went to each house that the group had visited, but every resident claimed that they hadn't handed out any pixie sticks. Eventually, after walking the neighborhood several times, Ronald pointed out the house he had stopped at where the occupant hadn't answered. Ronald said that the occupant cracked open the door, extended a hairy arm, and handed him five pixie sticks. The owner of the home, Courtney Melvin, was cleared of suspicion by police after nearly 200 people confirmed that he had been at work that night until 11. Things weren't adding up, so the police decided to look a little further into Ronald O'Brien. They discovered that he had gone through 21 jobs in the last 10 years, was close to being fired from his current job on suspicion of theft, and was over $100,000 in debt. He was about to lose his car and his house, and had defaulted on several bank loans. Despite all of this, though, Ronald had taken out $10,000 life insurance policies on both of his children in January of that year. More suspiciously, in early October, he had paid cash for $20,000 life insurance policies for each child. Finally, a few days prior to Halloween, Ronald had increased the policies again, with a combined total of about $60,000. Additionally, on November 1st at 9am, Ronald had called the insurance company to inquire about collecting on the policies. The police were pretty much certain at this point what had happened, and additional details would later come to light, further damning Ronald including the fact that months prior, he had called an acquaintance at a chemical company asking what a fatal human dose of cyanide was. He had also gone to a chemical outlet in Houston just before Halloween and asked what the smallest amount of cyanide he could buy, leaving after finding out it was five pounds. It became clear to the police that Ronald had poisoned the pixie stick with the intention of killing his children to collect the life insurance money and had given the sticks to other children to remove suspicion from him, including giving one stick to a boy that had happened to knock on the neighbor's door while Ronald was there. Even more horrifically, Ronald had personally opened the pixie stick and poured the poison into his son's mouth, holding him as he soon died. The police extensively interrogated Ronald, but he never admitted to the crime, proclaiming his innocence all throughout the interrogations and the trial. Although they never determined where or when Ronald bought the poison, he was arrested and indicted for capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. 
Numerous friends and co-workers testified that Ronald had developed an unusual interest in cyanide in the months before Timothy's death, and his sister-in-law and brother-in-law both testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral, Ronald had talked about using the life insurance money to take a long vacation. Ronald continued to claim his innocence, but the public had already made up their minds, dubbing him the Candyman, and it took a jury only 46 minutes to find him guilty and 71 minutes to sentence him to death. Ronald was held at a prison in Huntsville, Texas for a number of years after his sentencing, where he was reviled by other inmates. His execution date was postponed a few times, including having an execution date of October 31st, 1982, where the judge offered to personally drive Ronald to the death chamber. Finally, though, on March 31st, 1984, Ronald Clark O'Brien was executed by lethal injection, maintaining his innocence even in his final statement. Outside, a crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered, some protesting the death penalty, others shouting trick or treat and showering the anti-death penalty protesters with candy. So there you have it, the only confirmed case in America where a child was deliberately poisoned to death with Halloween candy. Unlike the popular myths, however, Timothy O'Brien was not killed by a mad stranger indiscriminately handing out tainted candy, but instead by his own deranged father. Ultimately, that fact is a lot more terrifying. Regardless, though, don't live in fear. Have some fun trick-or-treating, and enjoy the wonderful holiday of Halloween.